0: The host of this show, Max Naist, lived in addiction for years and made lots of destructive choices which resulted in losing friends, family, and his career. After being in jail for the fourth time, he knew he needed to make some big changes. Now, sober for 17 years, he shares the steps he took which led to recovery and got his life back. Welcome. If it's PTSD or military-related, trauma, physical, verbal, sexual addiction, alcoholism, you can accomplish your dreams. And with this show, we help others be fearless in their pursuit of happiness. This is Fearless Happiness, and this is Max Naist.
1: Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest named Shay Sparks with me today. She's an amazing human being. She helps veterans connect with nonprofits for resources, and she does a bunch of other stuff. She's traveling. She just came off a month-long road trip. So I'm so happy to have you here today, Shea. Um, so let's dive in and let everybody know like exactly who you are and what you do exactly, because I might have just butchered that. So I'll let you yeah. go.
2: That's great. So I am Shay Sparks, the chief excitement officer of Sparks of Fire International. I am a certified fearless living coach and certified fearless trainer. I am a speaker and author and co-founder of the hashtag Firestarters Book Project. And yes, I help leaders, veterans, and and, uh, business industries really reignite their purpose. And so if that includes helping a veteran or someone in the military get connected to resources in another nonprofit, then that's great. I will do that as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And I like your title, Fearless. That's, I think, why we connected, not just uh-huh. because of Steve Gamlin, but we have fearless in our titles because I'm the fearless happiness guy and you're the fearless everything lady that helps people find people there, right? Their purpose. Yeah. And, and, and you, you know, I mean, you've been doing this a while. I like to say, you know, like, are we truly ever going to be fearless, like? No, you know, but it's that process that we trust the process. We do the things that we have to do despite the fear. And that's when we become courageous, brave, you know, and and those thought leaders that help people around the world, because then we get to teach other people how to do the same. So, um, yeah, I really love that you're on my podcast. We got to connect not too long ago. It's interesting, you know, like when we were talking, like I've been talking and getting connected to people that seemed recently like are connected to Capitol Hill and helping veterans. So that's not the only reason we connected, but it's interesting. Explain to the, to the audience, like how that happened. Cause like for me, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, you know, and I said, well, I can always just message Shay, but you know, but it's part of that process that we do. You know what I mean? That, that makes us who we are. It's, Is, yeah, we connect with people, but we we go through it. And so give the audience like how that happened when you like realize like, wow, I'm sitting on Capitol Hill talking to a senator.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a long story. So as a certified fearless living coach, I was coaching my clients, which I thought was transforming. Well, I didn't say I thought I should say I was transforming trauma into treasure with my coaching clients. And it was primarily women at the time. And so I thought that I would be helping women who either experience some sort of trauma, especially in an abusive relationship, because that's what I had went through and thought, okay, so I'm going to help them, you know, learn some tools and some skills, and then be able to better communicate not only um, with themselves, but also their family and the people around them. That's where I was headed. And I have a podcast as well, uh, The Power of Investing in People. I forgot to mention that in the beginning. And Mm. I went to a podcast conference back in August of 19, 2019, and met a gentleman out of, you know, 300 people that I met that week. And he uh, and I had talked and he said, well, what do you do for your coaching business? And I said, I transformed trauma into treasure. And he was like, Shay, have you considered working with veterans? And I was like, wow, that's fascinating that you bring that up because they keep showing up in my life. I meet a veteran uh, everywhere I go, whether it be a networking event or um, I'm literally just out with friends and you know meet another friend. I kept meeting them, and I was like, "This is so fascinating." So I'm wondering. So I started to notice a pattern and thought, "Okay, I'm a very spiritual, prayerful person." So I was like, "Okay, God, is it? Are you trying to tell me something?" <laughs> it's like I hit you with a pebble, then the the stone, and then the rock, and then the brick, and then the brick wall. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm hitting the brick wall. Are you trying to tell me?" Right. Or you want me to work with veterans. And I just was like, felt this peace, like, yes. And I was like, okay, so what's next? And two weeks later, I'm having coffee with a new friend and turns out, yep, she's a veteran. And she was doing a, with the business journal locally here and a, the VFW was doing a networking event and panel discussion. And so I went and one of the guys on the panel said, you know, in order to really make a good environment for a veteran to have a job, you have to give them their purpose. And it was as if all the bells and whistles went off in my head, like ding, 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 ding like give them a purpose. No, we have to help them find their purpose because right. they have been given their purpose in the military. So now it's time to like really help them figure out what's next for them in a beneficial way for them, not for your company. Right. And I had already developed this program called Spark Your Alpha and Alpha stands for awareness, leadership, purpose, hope and alignment. And that's when I went, well, maybe that's what this is for. <laughs>
1: well, there you go.
2: Maybe this is to help uh, veterans or military in the transition period to really figure out what their purpose is, or how to just transition from military to civilian life. And then after I left that networking event, I am also a hairstylist. And so I go to the salon, and I'm talking to one of my hair clients. And and I said, Yeah, this is what I'm I just came from. And now I'm thinking about this alpha program. I wonder what they're doing. I wonder what the government does to help veterans or people in the military help find their purpose when they've transitioned out. And she's like, oh, you need to talk to my friend, Congresswoman so-and-so. And And I said, oh, how do I contact her? And she's like, just Google her and email her. And I went, okay. (laughs) So I just Googled, I emailed and um, I live part-time in DC. And so I was going to be in DC the following week. And so I asked for an appointment and they emailed me back and said she was unavailable. However, they were going to set me up with her defense fellow. And so he emailed me back on Monday and said I have Wednesday or Thursday available. And I said that's great because I'm only available on Thursday. And so, <laughs> jumped to Thursday. There I was uh, across the Capitol uh, in an office building, waiting to go into where all the uh, most of the Congress people are, their offices are. And I'm literally standing on the steps, just looking around, just like, mm-hmm. wow, how did I, how did I? get here within like two weeks, three weeks. And it was just amazing. And I feel like fearless is is twofold. One, it's being able to acknowledge the emotional fear that shows up and being able to still um, move forward. And then it's also being able to take fearless action when physical fear shows up and so for me it's that fearless action it was like okay sure i'll i'll make a phone call sure i'll send that email i mean what have i got to lose right and before some people would have uh you know i might have been like god what if they think i'm stupid what if they think i'm just a hick from the country in the midwest you know what if they think this and truthfully i was like who cares None of that stuff is an issue for me anymore. It used to be. And I thought, well, the worst thing they could say is no. And no means next opportunity, And no. Right? And so- Right, I absolutely.
1: Went, like you just helped answer to so many questions I <laughs> have in my head. But keep going. I, I love it. I love what you're doing because you're right, like- you know, in our like coaching realm and and helping people, right? You always hear this thing called imposter syndrome, right? So yeah. I suffered from that for a long time. And, and one of my coaches and mentors, I would tell him about it. And he's like, dude, what do you... What do you mean? He goes, You got more experience than half the people that are doing this stuff out there. You got 18 years in the trenches. Like you're almost 18 years sober. You've been in the military. You found your purpose. Like, what are you afraid of? Right. So, like you, it was just overcoming that fear. And it, it's not of everybody. It's myself. Like, wh- like you said, like the whole thing that goes to your brain. Well, what if they say no? Yeah. Right. So now I'm like you. So now it's like, okay, next, you know, yeah. until you get the yes. Right. So I'm learning, you know, better late than never at 53. Right. But, <laughs> Absolutely. I always say that you're never too old to learn, you know, and, you know, again, like I said, like, I'm so glad we connect because you're showing me from your perspective, like, you just got to go out and do it. I don't have all the answers. I'm. You didn't have all the answers. You just, you know, like you said, you ask the questions and then people guide you in the direction and you just help me figure out what that purpose is that we talked about before we started the podcast, right? Yeah. It's- You're right. It's if I can be over here, like you're the Midwest, I'll be out here on the West Coast helping the veterans find their purpose, not giving it to them. You're absolutely right. When I remember when I went to the service and I was in boot camp and it was like, it was the decision I made on my own, right? Because I had these ultimatums from mom back when I was 18, right? You're not going to do this. You're going to do this. If you don't do that, you can get out. You know what I mean? So when I just made a decision and said, I'm going to go to the military because I know they're going to give me the discipline that I need. It'll help me. Maybe at the time I didn't think it was, you know, finding my purpose, but look, 53 years later, I can go, they're a big part of me finding my purpose and all that discipline I learned. So like, like when you said that I got my chills, like, okay, now I know, like now my answers are coming to what I need to do. And, you know, and like I say, God connects me to the correct people like yourself. And I'm so glad we connected, but, um, yeah, go, you know, give the audience like, because like a lot of people. Like going to Capitol Hill, right, is almost like someone saying, I'm going to be an, a famous actor, right? Like people are going to tell you, you're not going to do that. Like there's so many people there and like, who are you to do that? Right. My thing is, why not you? Like, why not me? You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Right. Because we're the people that voted them in the office. We need to step up like they say and let them hear our voices. Right.
2: Right. And I will say this as a caveat. So uh, I'm, I am not a lobbyist. In fact, I am almost like against lobbying. However, I am a, an advocate.
1: Right.
2: There you go. And yep. I, so I, there I am on Capitol Hill steps. And there is, you know, you can see the Capitol from where I'm standing. And there is, again, into this office building, not on the actual Capitol, but there's Bill Nye, the science guy, is filming right there, just like 10 feet away from me. Oh, wow. And it's just so <laughs> surreal. And I'm standing in this line to get through security. And I'm kind of chatting with the people behind me. And I'm taking a selfie with me and Bill Nye behind me. And the guys behind me jump in. And and do a photo bomb. Right. And, you know, and we're just kind of joking back and forth. And then I go to face forward and they say, what are you here to lobby for today? And I thought, oh, they're not talking to me. <laughs> so then they <laughs> said it again. Oh, who you're here to lobby for today, or what are you here for to lobby for today? And finally, I turned around. I'm like, are you talking to me? And they said, yeah. So, are you, you know, what what brings you here to lobby for? And I was like, oh, I'm not a lobbyist. And they just looked at me and was like, oh, sure. And uh, <laughs> truthfully, if I, I was so caught off guard, they said, so what brings you here today? I really should have said something like Nanya, none Nanya none business. <laughs> But I didn't even think I was just like taken aback of being called a lobbyist. I was like, I'm not a lobbyist. I'm just here to have a cup of coffee and a conversation. And, you know, I found that a lot of people who go to Capitol Hill are being paid by someone. And that was not my agenda. That wasn't even on my radar because it was new for me, right? A totally new experience. Right. So I wasn't even thinking like that. So then I get in there and it is crazy, crazy lots of hallways and lots of stairwells that takes you into sections of the building. So it is a this one particular building. It's you have to ask someone how to get to somewhere. And I and I then I get in there and the room is about maybe nine by nine. <laughs> It is so tiny and there's several de- tables in there and already several people and uh the defense fellow comes out and we sit down on this table and we talk and he answered the question of you know what is the government doing to help veterans find their purpose and he said there's all kinds of nonprofits out there and he just gave me a laundry list of a bunch of them and I thought Okay, you didn't really answer my question. <laughs> I mean, that's great that there's nonprofits, but right. my question is, you know, what are you guys doing? What is what is Congresswoman, this particular congresswoman doing? And, you know, his answer was, well, she does all of this. And again, she works with all these nonprofits, which is amazing. Great. Good for her. That's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear more like a government program that they have set up or that they have approved or that's going through something. So he said, and I will suggest this to you, Max, because I think it's funny that unless you're there, you have no idea that you can do that. So once you get in and have an appointment with somebody, then you can kind of roam the halls. And he was like, you just need to go around to all the doors and knock on them and
1: ask. Wow. And I was like- So you can actually do that without getting like rushed by the security. Well,
2: this was 19. So after 2020, I don't know. But this I guess it was this year, right after 2021. And and the pandemic, I don't know. But I was like, shocked that it was that accessible. And yet, then I saw all the people that were walking around. So there are a lot of people who are have nonprofits or have a a business. And that walked away and was like, wow, that was a fun experience. (laughs) (laughs) And had I been scared, had I been worried about the imposter syndrome, none of that would have happened. And I feel like I have just consistently walked through life with curious exploration, and a door will open a connection will happen. And I just go, Oh, who am I supposed to meet? Who am I supposed to connect with? And what am I supposed to learn? And that leads me to the next, always the next door, the next step. And it might seem like to everyone else, it's like all these different ways, like a spider web. But to me, it's like, oh no, it's all connected. It's all interconnected.
1: Yeah. And I get that, right? Because like the the group that Steve and I belong to, right? When I first joined, I'm like, how am I gonna connect with these people? Right. Like they're on a different level than me. And I did the same thing. And it was like, what's the worst somebody's gonna do? Like, oh well, I don't understand what you're telling me, or no, that's not gonna work. Right. So you know, like I had to tell myself could be in a baby and just go do it. And, and it's like my recovery, you know, to be honest, Shay, you know what I mean? It's like my sponsor in the beginning would say, just have some blind faith. You know what I mean? That like, believe that I believe and that you're going to be okay. And then he'd always followed up. Well, you're already okay. You just don't know it yet. And I'm like, stop with that stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, um, but I get it now, you know what I mean? Like it came to me slowly, but like the worst thing somebody's gonna tell you is no, are yeah. are like God's answers, right? No, yes, not right now. Yep. Yeah. Right. Those are the three answers you get, <laughs> and uh, so it's not like somebody's gonna chew your head off for asking to do something. You know, yeah. they may not give you the right answer. Like you said, we—that's our job to dig and say no. That's not the answer I'm looking for. Hello, McFly. This is what I asked you. <laughs> you <know> what <laughs> what I mean? But that's, I guess, the politics game, and I've never been good at it, you know? It's Either. funny, though, because I have a friend from when I was a freshman. He was a senior at the time. He's a, he's a senator now. It's, like, funny to watch some of these people. Like, I would have never thought that in high school. But then I look back, I go, yeah, he would have been one of those guys. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, he's a nice guy, though. Nice, very nice guy. So what else I'd like to do with my guest is, because we talked about, like, that challenge, like, how did you become a coach? Like, what are some of the challenges you've faced as you said, okay, I'm going to be the fearless coach, right? I'm going to help people, corporate leaders, find their purpose and be fearless in that process. So I know you've gone through some of your own challenges. Is there any like that you would like to share? I like to share with the audience, like, so they know like, oh wow, Shay did it. Okay. She just gave me hope I can do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I was a teenage alcoholic. I started drinking at 11. And um, by the time I was 15, I was drinking daily. By the time I was 16, I got a DUI and I didn't quit until I was 24. So right now I'm 22 years sober. And which is crazy to think since I'm only like, you know, 27, but you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, but you I know, did really like I'm forever 25 good. yeah right.
2: <laughs> don't mind
1: this gray. I did that on purpose. It's make me look older, but I'm exactly. actually 25.
2: right exactly. Yeah. So uh, let's see, I've overcome addiction, abuse. I was in an abusive relationship for 12 years and I really started to peel away the layers of the onion that we are and the onion that I am and heal. Um, when I got out of that relationship and really saw that I had, um, was abused and addiction and ain't had major anger, had lots of depression growing up and was bullied. And I was a bully and I had extreme low self-worth. And so I just started to dive in and heal and prayer. I went to counselors. I hired coaches. I had already been sober and it was just really about being able to take care of me in a way that I always needed to be taken care of. Because one of the things that I learned about abuse is that the statistics will tell you that when an abused person is abused, they typically go back to either the abuser or someone that's also abusive. Right. And I said, I am never going to make that choice again. So I need to make new choices. So how can I make better choices? And I found that it's because we do this because it's familiar. Right. right? And my ex had, um, you know, Characteristic traits from my mom, my dad, my brothers, and my grandma. And now they were just negative traits in them. With him, they were like to the nth degree horrific. And so it was so like, oh, I've been through this before. I kind of know what this is like. And, you know, I fought back. I didn't look at myself as a victim and go, okay, I need to go into you know, a battered women's shelter. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> I really didn't know that that was abuse. I thought it was typical. And because to me, it was familiar. And uh, I honestly thought that he was going to kill me.
1: And Back then you probably thought that was just normal behavior. And then you just had to go with the flow, right? Until yeah, you realize I, like, that's not okay.
2: Right. And I was just waiting to die. I mean, I, I thought this is it. Like I always knew, you know, being a teenage alcoholic, you're thinking, oh, I'm not going to live much longer anyway. And so now I'm sober and I'm miserable, but I'm depressed and angry. And I'm thinking, well, I'm just not going to live much longer anyway. And so when I got out of it, I was like 34 and I was like, you know, I've spent the first 34 of my life, years of my life, just waiting to die. So how can I start living and thriving rather than just surviving? And so uh, I started, like I said, really healing and taking classes. And one of the things that I learned about myself is that I was emotionally unavailable. I was unable to, to share my feelings, to share my thoughts. I was unwilling to be vulnerable. I didn't know how, it was so right. scary. And so I started uh, doing new things, like picking myself, st- stepping out of my comfort zone physically and trying new things. I trained in Krav Maga for a year. I did improv classes for a year. I have gotten certified in being a speaker and I started a podcast and all these different things. And so I happened to be at a conference and met this woman who's a life coach. And turns out she's like the original life coach. Uh, She used to be on Oprah and she had her own TV show called Starting Over, Rhonda Britton. And she has the Fearless Living Institute. And she said, yeah, we help people step out of their comfort zone. And I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been practicing for years. This is perfect. Right. And so it was just in such an alignment for me, which, you know, that's the last A of my out, my spark your alpha program because alignment is so critical and you said something about god will tell you yes no or or wait
1: yes no and not right now
2: not right now and for me it's yes no or wait <laughs> or actually it's yes or wait it's it's <laughs> no, typically not even a no it's yes or wait right and so i find that when it's Yes, there is something that manifests in your body, whether it's the way you feel, whether it's the way you're um, like, there's a calm that comes over you. And um, or maybe it's like everything in your body is so excited. It wants to jump because it's just like, uh, yes, this is where I'm supposed to be. I have found that when you're in alignment, you are so like cued in to your path that it's like, yes, this is it. And that's what's been happening Ever since I started with, uh, well, honestly, ever since I started the healing process. So the next door would open, then the next door would open. Within the first few months of me healing, I had probably four to five women show up in my life who were um, in abusive relationships. And I was like, huh. So I just tried to talk to them about what I wish someone had said to me. And I fully believe that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And when the teacher is ready, the student will appear.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I believe that that 100%. Yeah.
2: And that's really what happened. And so I knew that I wanted to be a coach because of that, because I had amazing people in my life that kept saying to me, oh my gosh, you helped me so much. You should really be a coach. You're so inspiring. You should be a motivational speaker. You should write a book you should start a podcast, like all these things. And I'm so grateful that they had that because I never had that growing up. I never right. had that encouragement. It was more like just get a job that creates, that makes you more, the most money you can.
1: Right. Exactly. <laughs> it was, I- yeah.
2: It wasn't fulfilling any kind of prophecy or anything like that. It was just go get a job. Right. And um, yeah. So it to have that kind of support is really instrumental in what got me on the path, even though I feel like just my relationship with God is what got me on the path.
1: Absolutely. And, and I love what you said because, you know, we're taught like assignment than alignment, right? Because you'll get the people that God wants you to be around and you, I, it's up to us to recognize it, right? And go, okay. Right. Like there's no co- I don't believe in coincidences. So there's a reason you and I are doing this podcast right now. Right. Because the, the world needs to hear your message. Right. And because my whole thing with fearless happiness is is showing people like in my book. Right. It's, it's my journey from active addiction into recovery. Right. And yes, I'm a big proponent of the 12 steps, but like hearing people like yourself and doing this process over the last year and a half, two years now is why I want to become a coach, right? Because there's not one way to get sober, right? Like some people right. like yourself find it on their own, like their path, like whether it's through coaching, right? And that's what my coaching is all about. Mine's more like accountability and mindset. Okay. So if you're going to do the 12 steps, I'm going to keep you accountable to that. What meeting did you go to today? What step are you on? Right. Or if it's something else, it's, it's like, okay, you said you wanted to do this. So now I'm going to hold you accountable to it. So it's crazy how, when I changed my mindset, cause in the, I got to tell you in the beginning of my recovery, it was like 12 steps or don't even be my friend. Cause you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Like talk about a closed mind and right. having blinders on to the world. Right. You know, absolutely. The 12 steps, my foundation. Yeah. They brought me back to God. Right. And, um, it's allowed me to have a wonderful life, right? Like I haven't had to pick up a drug or a drink in almost 18 years now. So I'm like right behind you. And just knowing that freedom, like you said, like I get, when you said, you know, I was just waiting to die Yeah. until I had a mentor put it in this. He put it like this to me. He goes, Max, every day you did a drink or a drug, you were committing suicide on the installment plan. And I was just like, and when that hit me, like you said, that was the big old hand of God slapping me upside the head. Like you can do this. Right. And you know, so I'm like yourself, I, you know, I wrote a book. Uh, I started a podcast and, you know, unfortunately my, you know, my addiction or my, my addictive personality sometimes causes OCD. Right. But luckily I had a mentor and a good friend that said, dude, Max, perfect doesn't mean done. Just get it done. Yes. And and then I get, you know, so I started doing that and look, and I get to sit here with Shay and and hear her story and and the things she's done and, and know in my heart, like, wow, you know, God is showing off right now because he's putting these wonderful and amazing people in my life, you know, but it also goes to show, you know, if you're listening, there might be people that just have this storied upbringing, right? But if you think about it, most of us have had struggles that we went through, right? Yes. So that's why I share like, like I I like to say, I'm going to share Shay with the world because she's going to share how she got through the most difficult times in her life and came out on top you know, like the, the saying goes, she came out smelling roses, like roses, you know what I mean? But she doesn't have to be perfect at it, right? The thing she's telling us, like you're telling us is it just takes the effort to want to change and, and do the right thing. And, you know, good things like you said, when God closes one door, you know, he always opens another. And I have found that in, in my recovery where it's like, okay, darn, I lost the job of my dreams. And then when then I get another one, I look back and go, well, there was a reason I lost that job or is the reason I moved on to this job because this right. one's opening more opportunity. It's just amazing how the people I've connected with in the beginning, I was like, no one's got a story like mine. And then I hear some people's stories and I'm like, oh God, I'm like an angel compared to some of these, what they, what they went through. And then it's always funny because after I do a podcast interview, I always, I pause and I say a little prayer and I thank God for letting me do it. You know what I mean? And for letting me have the guests that I have, because every one of you brings such value to the world. It's just, you know what I mean? I feel like I'm rich in that sense, because I'm getting these people. So, so that's amazing. Shay, you know, like you're doing great things, you know, you're helping people, you know, Besides just veterans, you're helping other people find their purpose, which we need more of us out there. And you know, that's kind of what I do through helping people get sober or overcome their anxieties and depression and you know, with through accountability and mindset is find that purpose. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like my friend Chris Whitehead says, you know, so I can live in purpose on purpose. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. um so we talked about your fearless, what that looks like for you, right? So I'm gonna just go straight to like the title of my book. I put the why in happiness, right? Yeah. And we kind of talked about it before. And people are, like, I still get like you spelled it wrong. Like, no, no, like think that when I get that now, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna let you look at that and think, why did Max put a why in happiness? Yeah. Right. So knowing that I put there because we talked about it before. So, like, what does happiness look like to you, right? Or how does that show up for you? Because we're human, right? We have our days like there's days we just want to crawl in bed, pull the covers over our head and like hide out for at least a day. Right. And say, leave us alone world. We can... <laughs> I don't want you to bother me. Right. But then I'll like, for my case, I'll have my little four year old boss, baby granddaughter. Will, Hi, Opa. You know, what are you doing? You know, or give me a kiss before I go to work and a hug. And like, okay. So life's not so bad. So what does happiness look like for you and how does that show up for you on a daily basis?
2: Well, the question brought tears to my eyes. Uh, <laughs> Because um, it's this, it's connecting, oh gosh, it's connecting with people who are on the same journey or a similar journey who are just trying to be the change that they want to see in the world right. and, and be an example of, it's a, like you said, it's not about perfection. It's about the process and the practice. And so for me, anytime that I get to one, have a conversation like this, whether it's Uh, being on a podcast or my own podcast or um, having a coaching um, session with a client or going into a group and, you know, having someone at the end of it go, gosh, I'd never knew this about myself, or I learned so much, or I see myself in a different way. Like that is what happiness to me is because it's just about overflowing (laughs) and then it like touches people.
1: Yeah. And, and you couldn't have said it better like that. Cause I still, sometimes I have trouble, like when I facilitate a group, it's like, I've done them for so long now, like 13 years. Right. And in, in the treatment setting, it's always the same groups, you know what I mean? So I've kind of done things different where I'll hand them a, a blank sheet of paper. We'll do the group. Right. And I make them participate. Like you're going to participate. Like if you want this group to go really slow for an hour or two, whatever the length of the group is, I can, I can sit up here and lecture to you guys, but you got of You are going to fall asleep on me. Half of you are you going to Get up to want to smoke a cigarette i said if you want to get something out of this group you're gonna have to participate right so like it's funny when i got a bunch of young guys right like most of them are like looking at you like oh, i gotta sit through another group again you know but when i start asking them que- first i'll explain and then i'll start asking them questions like i'll use a lot of open-ended questions right not yes and no because they're looking for that so they can say yes no like leave me alone go on to the next guy and it's funny, by the end of the group, I'll, I'll ask them to write out like, what did you get? What was your takeaway from this group? Yes. What's the lesson you learned? And what are you grateful for? And I'm telling you, Shay, most of the time, like the guys that said they didn't want to be there, their whole page is full no. of yes. stuff, you know, and and that's what keeps me going, right? Because to be honest, like I work in, in, a, in, in a field that like the success rate is, as you know, is not very high. You know what I mean? Right. So you look for the ones that come back and tell you, yeah, I got a year sober or yeah, I got two years Oh, You know, thanks. Or one of my veterans that I work with called me or texted me at like two years and said, thank you for pushing me to do this therapy EMDR. And he goes, I can actually sleep at night. He goes, I can sleep at night. So thank you for pushing me to do that. You know, yeah. and those are my wins. That's when I like high five God and say, thanks God for working through That's me, you know? And and then like you said, I get to I get to meet people like you that just like warm my heart because, you know, a lot of the times as we know, like on Facebook and and the social media, everybody's judging us of how we look, how we post, you know what I mean? Instead of like looking at the person and going like, what has this person gone through? Right? Like before I post something stupid to one of their, you know, like make myself look like a a a-hole, I always try to tell my clients, you never know what's going, like someone, what someone is going through. So always be kind. Like I'm a big guy on kindness, like always practice random acts of kindness, you know, like holding the door open. I got to tell you a story, right? This is, it's kind of on the topic. So I go walk out here in my house, right? And you go down the hill, you can go left or right. And if you go right, there's this old couple, they're in their eighties, right? And, And one has The guy works at 80 years old, he still loves working in the yard. I'm like, man, Mm -hmm. you're a better man than I am. I'm 53 and I hate my yard. You know, and he (laughs) starts laughing. He goes, It keeps me young. So she took me on a tour of this house of theirs. Gorgeous, right? We talked about like she asked me questions. I told her I was in recovery. I didn't even tell her what I did. And she's like, you know, I love AA and I love what AA's done for me. So by the end of our conversation, she says, Can I have a hug? And she hugs me. Oh, she says, you come if you ever need anything. And I said, you know, the same for you. I go, "If John ever needs help in this yard, you you come up and grab me and I'll help him out. But there was a time that that would have never happened. You know what I mean? Like, yes. and to have those connections, like, and she's so cute, because she always walks up here. So now I walk with her sometimes when I see her, I try to catch her. But you know, I learned about her family history, about her great, her great grandma or her grandmother owned like 30 acres behind us here. You know, uh, wow. she was friends with um, a guy named Frank Capra back in the day, who was a very well-known yeah. director that yeah. shot movies at that house because of the wow. view and the house. And I'm like, wow, like this lady, bear, Like, I wanted to tell her, you know, you don't even know who I am. I'm a, I'm a convicted felon and you're inviting me into your house, you know, and, <laughs> but I didn't, I just, you know, we had a great conversation and.
2: You can give her your book later <laughs> yeah
1: that's I actually am going to but um you know that's I say that because of what you shared right like you never know what God has in store for you like if you just stay open-minded and willing to see what the only thing I don't pray for Shane, and I'll be very honest is patience because I did in the beginning and my sponsor tried to warn me and said don't ever pray for patience because you're not gonna like how God gives it to you right Right. So I, now that I, I don't pray for it, I can handle it better. But if I pray for it, then it's like, ah, like, thanks God. I know what you're trying to do. Right. But, um, you know, but I'm glad that, um, we get to sit here and talk together and and share like what you've done and how you help people find their purpose before we end. Um, I always like to say, let the audience know where they can find you, where they can find your book, if they want to do coaching with you or, or whatever, like, let them know where they can find you.
2: Absolutely. You can connect with me. Shay today at shaysparks.com. That's S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S.com. And uh, you can connect with all my social media links, which is Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at uh, Shay uh, Sparks. And even email me at hey Shay, that's H E Y S H A at ShaySparks.com. I love to connect with people. So I would love it.
1: Yeah. I love that we got to connect. Now you're stuck with me. So awesome. Uh, don't be bothering. <laughs> Shay, what are you doing? I got a question for you. <laughs> you're <realize>. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like, Steve, why did you introduce me to this guy? He won't leave me alone. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, I love it. Right. But I, I love, you know, that you came on and, you know, it was an honor for me to have you on here because basically what you and I try to teach people is to trust the process, right? Yeah. It may be uncomfortable. It may be scary, but it's all about having faith and just trusting the process, whatever route you know, whatever your challenge is, doesn't always have to be drugs and alcohol, you know what I mean? But there's a process that we go through. And if you can just trust that and trust your intuition and your gut, because your gut will tell you like, okay, I'm not going to go left this time, because that doesn't sound good. So I'm going to trust it and go right, you know what I mean? And I've done the lefts many times and that didn't do well for me. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule and and having this conversation with me because you know I was looking forward to it all week. Actually, I was looking forward to the first time, but how dare she? She traveled, so she said she needed a rest audience. I'm I'm (laughs) getting I get it though, though. You did the driving part, so I would have been the same way. I would have been like, you know, I'll call you in a month because I just did a traveling across the country, but I'm just teasing shit. But thank you for for coming on and, and doing the show. I think you're amazing. And I can't wait to see what happens. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll get a lot of hits from people that want to find out what you do. And um, one more thing, is there any last thoughts you'd like to leave the audience before we mm-hmm. depart?
2: Well, this is what's showing up for me. It's, uh, you know, when we talked about the alignment, you have to take time to be still and really hear what Absolutely. That, that next step is. Um, so that's what I would say, just to be still and ask, you know, ask God, universe, whatever you believe in, of course, you and I believe in God, but you know, you could just ask and the door opens.
1: Exactly. And you know, like, I feel, I'm glad you said that too, because we're taught to like, work hard, work hard, be busy, be, be busy, 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 right? Like people really don't teach us to go be still and the answers will come, right? So like, right. see, here we go. Like, there's no coincidence that I have another person yet say, be still and listen for what the answers are. Yeah. Right? And I'm getting better at better at at it i live in a place where it's it's easy to get still now so when i was in orange county like all you hear is traffic honking you know right. people yelling at each other but now it's like i get to actually be still and, and and be with nature and listen to what god's trying to tell me so that was awesome i really really appreciate that and uh thank you again coming on
2: no oh, thank you for having me i'm honored.